Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Health Binge. I'm Adam Lahey and beside me here, as always, is... Good afternoon. His parents were hippies. How are you getting on this week? Uh, it was a game of two halves. You're weak. Yeah. I'm just... Like, I you're don't... looking super confused at a book there. Well, I'm not sure you're... you're yeah, I, I, am, I am a little confused. Why? I'm trying to think what happened that day. What day? There's a day here and I've ate a snack box and I cannot for the life of me remember it. Do you have snack I, box amnesia? And I just cannot remember when I had a snack box. Now look at the day. The 12th of the 6th. 12th of the 6th. What day was that? Stephen, this is July. Yeah, but it, I, I just was writing down 6 instead of 7 there for a while. Twelfth. Okay, well today's the eighteenth. This day last week. Last Monday. Last Monday. And I had a snack box. This is gonna make fucking thrilling listening for people already. <laughs> okay. We're at the penultimate episode. Yeah. Come a long way. For the ultimate episode. <laughs> Come a long way, baby. Do you feel a big change since the start? Oh, it's a huge change since the start. I'm a bit anxious, though, this week, like I already said, with a game of two halves. Yeah. In the sense that I had the festival all weekend, and then last week I was really, I was balls to the wall. Okay, well, well give us context. Explain why it was a, a, a game of two halves. Uh, I was up at Longtune from Friday till Sunday, formal on Friday, but I was there all weekend, and I was filming on, on Saturday, and, like, there were three days whereby I was boozing and eating poorly. Aha, uh-huh. you got your Keith Richards on. But I knew this was coming. So aside from that snack box that uh, confused me, I really put in a huge effort. So I kind of exercised heavy to the early part of the week. So that... People can't see you, but in your confusion, you're doing like a YMCA here in front of me. So, uh, yeah. So I, I really kind of went heavy on, the, on, on exercise in the early part of the week. And then... Okay, well, we'll go into your Stephen's diary. I'm going to listen to it as if you're some sort of Jekyll and Hyde character and see is there a huge dichotomy between the two Stephens. Yeah, there really was. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, Stephen's diary. When was the 9th of the 6th? I should just write down the day that these things were happening. 9th of the 6th. That was nine days ago, so you're going to say it was last Saturday. Hey, I was right. Last Saturday. Well, last Saturday, I... Uh, didn't have a breakfast, but I had a lunch, and it was sweet and sour chicken. Well, I'll go into my food diary later. Yeah. But my actual, uh, in the early part of the week, I, I really kind of went balls to the wall with my exercise. During the day, I went for a run, uh, my 11 and a half kilometer run, and in the night, then I went for an eight and a half kilometer Oh, great, you're back to your... Walk, yeah. Great. Um, so basically, uh, between walking and running, I went uh, 20 kilometres a day. 20k a day run? No, 11.5 kilometre run, 8.5 walk. That is hard going. And, but it was kind of like, okay, you know, my mind was really focused on the thing. Did you feel incredible after it? I felt dead. <laughs> I felt awful after it. But I was kind of going, okay, you know, it's only going till Thursday. After that, then it'll flip. So I was kind of going, you know. Binge and purge. So what if... Uh, really kind of overdoing it it just means that i'll have had a good week of exercise and all the rest of it yeah okay and i was doing my push-ups as well that's a lot well done yeah but i was i was wrecked after it my legs were very sore and tired so think about you did about 20k a day Mm. you nearly could have just walked up to your festival yeah (laughs) except i'd have been stuck in port leash oh yeah and that wouldn't nobody wants that that wouldn't have been quite as fortunate. That was it. Then when I got to the festival, it all went a bit peat town. In this festival, you were in a massive big field for three days. Pretty much, yeah. You could have done No, it. I only did it two days. I only did the festival Friday and Sunday. But you were there for three days. I was in Dublin for three days. Oh, okay. I didn't go in. So you, you could have gone for a run in longitude and shown off to all the hipsters. Well, I, did a lot of walk- I did a lot of walking, 
because you kind of did. Also, I got lost while drunk, and that involved an awful lot of fucking walking that I did. Go on. But never. Go on. What happened there? Yeah, it was. I had too much to drink, and I lost my bag, and I couldn't find my way back to the comedy tent, and I just kept on walking around. And I swear there was one lad there, and he was sending me the wrong way the whole time. And did you ask him for directions a couple of times? Yeah, I kept on going in circles and I couldn't and they wouldn't they were just used, they wouldn't help you. Like maybe they were trying but they didn't know where to Was he in the it. same spot every time when you asked him? Yeah. I kept you were, on You were just going, Excuse me, sir, where's the comedy tent? But he'd What's see me co- he'd see me coming Excuse again. Me, because I Yeah, it was pretty much this. And he kept sending me the wrong way. He eventually said, I've been sending you the wrong way. <laughs> Why? What a dick. Yeah, but I don't think he knew he was sending me. Th- I don't know whether he did or didn't. You see, the thing was, I was drunk, so it was very hard to, you know, but I was getting very pissed off for a finish, but I walked for... I, did you get thick with him over it? I was getting thick, but I didn't get thick with him. I kind of, you know, but I was getting very frustrated. But after about maybe like the third or fourth time that he pointed you wrong, because you A, go, dude, you're dicking me around here, or just not ask him but again, because he clearly doesn't know what Well, I wasn't asking him anymore, he just kept sending me. But you see, I was drunk, so I was, you know, I was useless. Did you find your way back in the end? No, it was very stressful. Well, I, I, I eventually just had to leave, which the problem was, the thing I really needed was my mobile phone charger thing. Yeah. So that I could ring, because I needed to ring my friend to stay at his place. And then I couldn't ring him. Oh my god. And then I was getting kind of really panicky because I was drunk and then it pissed rain. Ah, dude, so where did you end up saying? But I eventually found an internet cafe when I got back into town. A kind man from Louth gave me a lift in his bus. Did he give you his name? Town. No, he was driving a, a bunch of kind of teenagers. Yeah. And I just was walking along and I was getting stressed and stuff. And I, I just was here. If I give you a five, will you take me into town? And he was like, why? Ah, do you, do you remember the name of the bus company or anything? Can... I know he's from Dundalk, though. Okay, well, if you know any bus drivers in Dundalk, do reach out with some gratitude from Stephen. That was mm. a really nice thing to do. It was a really nice thing to do. So after that? After that, then, we'll say that was the Friday. Saturday, then, I was filming in Dublin. I didn't bother going out to the because I had the filming and then it ran too late so when you came in you said to me I was filming with the gay yep what, gays what, plural what, what were you doing with the gays it's uh, a web series this is the one you got wankered at that was probably a bad choice of words this is the one you got drunk at the last time yeah uh, <laughs> uh, it was like filmed in the morning and your man had the bottle of wine and wh- um, wh- was the wine out again no okay no uh, this was a, a kind of a daytime uh, scene so if, you know, the last one, it was kind of like they were, it was Saturday evening, they were sitting in front of the TV looking at Netflix. Whereas this one was, they were helping some fella who was, was just after coming out of the closet, Maria. And did he uh, get to Netflix in Chile? No. No? Okay. No, we were just kind of generally, I'd say mildly bullying him because we were like, the characters are assholes. Next day? Next day back out to the festival and kicked it into gear for boozing and eating badly again. Yeah, you can't eat healthy at a festival. No matter how much kale they say they've got, it's probably just fucking dock leaves. No, like, you know, I was conscious of it throughout, but the thing was, once I got drunk, I was like, Curry. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, I got a, a message during the week going, Hey, it's not my fault he had the chips. Oh, Dara. (laughs) (laughs) You drank a lot there. Do you have any idea how much you drank? This much. Like 20 pints? Way more than 20. It was free. Does that answer your question? (laughs) I'm just coming from a a place of, like, what mass would you, like, like, how much? Yeah. um, Were you really hungover? Neither time. Like, on Friday... Morning, I woke and I got up at around half nine to make my way back out to the thing to get my bag. And this morning, I was up at eight. So now the time was that I was very bad. Jesus, you should go festival more often. It's the earliest you've been up in months. Yeah. I know you weren't camping. But I wasn't but really hanging. Like, uh, I did fall asleep on the bus on the way back down to Limerick from yeah. Dublin this morning. But I wasn't really hanging that badly. I felt like crap, though. Like I was stink. 
There's nothing worse than someone smelling you on a bus. Being the smelly guy on a bus is the worst. Because you can always, no matter how bad a day you're having, if you get on a bus and there's a smelly guy there, you're fine. You, mm. Your day is, is much better. You're, you're not that guy, but you were that guy. Uh, yeah. No, also, there was a fella over kind of to the left of me, and I'd say he was at the festival too. So he was kind of lying across the seat and had a bag and looked festively. Maybe he's just going to Galway. No, I was on the Limerick bus. <laughs> okay, so you, you had your fun. I did, and now I'm kind of eager to get back into it. Uh, the week coming ahead of me involves three days in Galway. The European capital of culture for 2020. But back in 2016, <laughs> Stephen will be doing three days in Galway. That will be heavy going, but I've kind of made the decision that I'm going to make sure and bring my gear and I'm going to do a run every day up in Galway. You had your constipated face on there a second ago, so I think you're a bit worried. Like, do you have accommodation booked? I have accommodation booked, yeah. Is it a place where you can cook your own food? It's a hostel, so yeah. Because that would be the biggest challenge to you. If you're there for three nights, you're not going to be drinking every night. <laughs> <laughs> that okay, that face says no. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think my... My bowels would appreciate it if I did. The problem is, the more you drink, the worse you're going to eat. Which you definitely found it this weekend as well. This weekend, but the thing is, this is a festival, so I was starting drinking early. Whereas I don't think I'll do that in Galway. It'll be a different beast. Fair enough. So that was your, that's your week. This week coming is going to be a game of two halves again. No, I'm going to make sure that this week coming is going to be somewhat uh, tempered. And this is going to be your last week, so that's... Yeah. Like with these two weeks of yeah. being game of two housey, you're really putting yourself in a tight spot for the last way in. Yeah, it did. Uh, it did kind of fall, unfortunately, badly. Like an old woman downstairs. That's your week. Da-da-da-da. Stephen's week. week. Food diary. We've never had a jingle for the food diary. Give us a give us a food diary jingle. Ding ding. Food diary. <laughs> Great. Um, Tell us about your eating this week. And it's just after dawning on me what happened vis-a-vis that snack box. Mystery snack box. And it was it was Monday, Wednesday and Thursday. I went for my big run. And I went for my walk on Tuesday night. But I didn't go for a run on Tuesday. That was because I was filming in Waterford. And when in Waterford, you have to have a snack box? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, going back, uh, on the 9th, I had sweet and sour chicken and rice. Made yourself? My father made it. Not a takeaway, like? No. Yeah, no. okay. And I'd say it'd be fairly... It wasn't bad, like, it was just... Fire all the sugar in the sweet and sour. Yeah, but, like, I didn't... Eat. There wasn't a huge lot eaten that day. Okay. What Ca- came after that? I had a cappuccino and a, one of them snacks, I six Snickers. Don't like Snickers. I only like nuts on their own. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, matron. And then I do a few squares of whole nut later in the evening. You're all about them nuts. Them nuts. No treble. Anyway, the following morning then I got up, I had two eggs with a slice of brown bread. Biled. Biled. In bile. And then I had rice and chicken curry the next day. And I had tea and another Snickers snack size after my dinner. Okay. And then in the evening for supper, was a, or some people call it dinner, you know, but it wasn't. My dinner was at lunchtime. No, no, you're, you're too busy living in the 1950s to have dinner at dinner time. So I had fried potatoes and chicken wings, but it was small. Fried potatoes and chicken wings? Yeah. What are you living on the fucking Mississippi? <laughs> what the hell is that? Well, I had potatoes that needed using up. Fried potatoes, are, are we talking about like... Potato slices or whole potatoes fried? Potato slices? You couldn't fry a whole potato. Okay. It would be ridiculous. And I had a cappuccino and a Snickers. The regular fixture. The following day then I got up and I had four Weetabix and tea. That's a lot of Weetabix. You have to remember that um, I was doing an awful lot of exercise and needed to fuel myself. He, he says to himself, kindly, that's no, like, Weetabix are, are generally fine, but that's just a lot of Weetabix. I'd never be able to get through four Weetabix in one sitting. Yeah, I, like, I was just I was hungry. And tea. 
Everything is with tea. I just, yeah, I can't be drinking hot drinks with food. And then I had a steak with mushroom and onion and potato when I got back from my run. Cool. And that was all I had that day. There was it's not a lot. It's not a lot, no. Um, but I was kind of getting, trying to get in the zone. And then the following day I had four wheat picks and tea. And I bit on down to Waterford. And I had a snack box. Snack box? In the evening time. Went, oh God, I was so hungry. Where'd you get it? <laughs> what a name Super are Max. they an Irish place Super Max okay but it was yeah what did you have down after that oh I was so hungry I couldn't concentrate for a finish because <laughs> like um, I, I, we'd done our filming and that took you know it took a few hours and all the rest of it and I was talking to a friend of mine Tony and um, he was talking and I eventually I just had to say Tony I have to go now because I can't concentrate on what you're saying and I because you're too hungry I was too hungry it just yeah no the the old miss came down and nothing was nothing was going in were you picturing him as like a big chicken wing oh it was just I I I didn't want to have the snack box but something had to come quick (laughs) you're making it sound like you were possessed what did you have after that? And I had a crunchy. Crunchy. Crunchies is nice. Mm. Next day? That was Tuesday. The next day I had a mango and passion fruit birch or muesli. Mm, mango. And then and I had some strawberries, grapes, pineapple and melon. All together? Uh, they, one of them trays of fruit things. Oh, yeah. And then for the dinner I had... And fucking extortionist fruit cartel yeah you have a big thing against that yeah but the thing is uh, you get like a nice variety of fruit and that's what I like yeah no it's true enough but they're a cartel I had a fish skewer with beans and mash and it was gorgeous the consistency in all of that must have been so weird everything you're eating there is mushy mm, fish skewer wasn't fish is mushy though You like you can if you can chew it with your tongue it's mushy I don't know, there was prawns on it and things as well, like... There's going to be people listening now going, this absolute muck savage having prawns and a fish, like a fish dish with beans. Beans and, and mesh. It was gorgeous. And what I did was, when the fish was cooked, I drained the juices of the fish into the mesh, so the mesh all tasted fishy as well. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what, you made this yourself, so that's good. Okay, what came after that? And that was me done for the evening, but I had two polo mints because I was starting to get hungry on my walk. Okay, two things. Why were you bringing polo mints on your walk? And why only two of them? Like, that's just... It just happened to be two polo mints. In your pocket? Yeah. On their own? No, and the, the end of the packet. Oh, okay, so that was all that was in the packet? Yeah. Okay. So, I had two polo mints just to kind of go, oh, because it was... I'm wasting away. I'm wasting away, Sal. The following day, then I had trout and mash. Loving the fish. Yeah. And I had two yogurts. And that day we went to see the thing. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Eva we went Trash. to see the Eva thing with, with Blind Boy for the Rubber Bandits. That was a mad night. Yeah. So I had a few Guinnesses that night. A few Guinnesses. I had some gins. And I had a tuna and lettuce wrap when I got home. Which was lovely, but I kind of regretted it. Don't like tuna. I like tuna and no. sweet corn. Tastes weird. Tastes weird. And the thing that really annoyed me. Racism. No. So racism doesn't annoy you? I had slow oats, but I had made myself tuna and sweet corn wraps to bring with me. And you forgot them? Left them in the car. Oh. Uh. And, you know, there would have been a saving grace because it would have meant I wouldn't have at least eaten badly <laughs> until... A certain point because I'd have had something there that was reasonable. Yeah. And then I got up to Dublin and I had a hot chicken roll. From a hot chicken? Yeah, oh, he was sexy. Sexy chicken. What do you put in your chicken roll? I had hot chicken and I had probably, I'm guessing, a bit of cheese uh, and onion. And if you're not trying to be healthy? No, I had gherkins on this one. Ooh. And I, I never get gherkins. Mr. President. I never get gherkins on my chicken roll. If you're not trying to be healthy, what do you get? Probably the same. Yeah? It's a very empty chicken roll. 
Why would you get in a chicken roll? I get like stuffing and cheese and potato salad. Mm. Maybe a bit of lettuce. I like uh, the way the cheese melts onto the chicken. And it's a thing that only happens in Ireland. You don't get chicken rolls outside Ireland. No, you don't. Which is strange now, obviously. Yeah, you'd think that it would kind of catch on. The people would cop on and go, this is a good thing. This is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, what's going on? But it's a very Irish thing to have everything, either wet or inside bread. Yeah. Like, a full Irish breakfast roll probably shouldn't exist. Mm. Like, here's this big, you know, animal of a breakfast. Yeah. What can we do to make it more portable? Wrap it up in a load of bread. Do you know what I'd like in breakfast rolls is beans. See, that shouldn't be a thing either. Yeah, I like getting beans on a breakfast roll. And very few places do that. Because they'll say, get out, you pervert. (laughs) Because it's all, you know, it it gets a bit gooey and things, but I like it. Here's, uh, apropos of, well, I guess not apropos of nothing, but it was on the radio this morning that we're eating our burgers wrong. When you're eating a burger, what you're supposed to do is put the curved bit down the bottom because it provides better support for holding it and anything that's going to be leaking you've got a bigger amount of bread to soak it up. No? No. Okay, what's next on your on your eating? I made myself a toasted sandwich backstage. What in it? Mm, and cheese. And, I'm going to say pesto. I think I put pesto in it. Good one. You, you, you can't beat pesto. And then I had a burger and chips that night. Holy fuck. That's a bad old eating day. It was probably grand or reasonable until, uh, yeah, but... It was like kind the, of burger? I was gone. I can't even remember. Where were you? I was getting in out of the rain in Dublin. Then I got up the following day and I had breakfast, fry, fry up and tea. Then that late evening I had a Domino's pizza. Not a full one to myself, it was, uh, we were sharing it when... They brought they brought it in because we were doing the film and they asked. had you a lot of it half of it maybe I was like I hadn't eaten since breakfast at that point and it was getting late in the evening Jesus them gays do spoil you they love me then the following day I woke up and I got a bottle of orange juice mm, I love orange juice uh, I do too I had to kind of cut back on it there one time because it's just so full of sugar oh I thought there was going to be another reason for that happily sit there and drink a litre of orange juice to myself yeah and it's so easy to drink it just flies down yeah, yeah and then I got out there and I had a crepe with cheese and ham there was a lady there and you kind of just requested a crepe and she'd give it to you was she a nun? no so it wasn't a holy crepe? oh that's <laughs> I like crepes but that's another thing that I think has become increasingly Irish we go oh look we've got something we can put stuff into let's slap some ham and cheese into it that's what I got in the ham and cheese and pesto. Mm. It was nice. No, no, it sounds great. It just, it's just, it's something very Irish that we're like, sure, look. I was picking at cookies and sweets when I was coming to get my beers. <laughs> of course you were. A lot of them? I don't honestly know because I was getting a bit drunk. I just couldn't help myself. <laughs> and then I had a burger and chips that night. Again? Yeah. That's like five takeaways in, in two and a half days. Three. No. Two burgers and chips and a Domino's pizza. And a fry. That's and not a takeaway. It's eaten out. It's bad eating, but it's not a takeaway. And a chicken roll kind of is. No, neither of them are. Oh, I think they a fr- are. A fry is a fry and a chicken roll is... It a, is a takeaway. You deli, took it away. It's deli food. You took it away. It's a different beast. So if you get chips in a, in a Yeah, but deli, like I, I go to the count. supermarket and I take away the food. I don't eat it in the supermarket. Yeah, but if you go to a deli and you get chips and some fried chicken, which you can get, is that a takeaway? I wouldn't consider it as such. But it's the exact it's, same thing as you're getting in the takeaway. Not, it's crap. But it, it's, still, <laughs> it's still chicken and chips. It's still... Yeah, but you can make chicken and chips at home. It doesn't make it a takeaway. No. Okay, anyway, go on. Anyhow... And today I had, I didn't have breakfast and I came home and I had pork chop chips and beans for my dinner and I had Jaffa cakes and tea after. You graduated from your Snickers? Yeah. Fair enough. It's not so much a mixed bag of a week, it's more of a takeaway bag of a week. Well, it's, it all came in the latter end of the week really because, you know, before I went to Dublin, 
I was having my fruit and my fish skewers and I had my trout and mash with my yogurt. So. Yeah, you really did do the, the Rolling Stones on it when you, when you went hard. Like when I was being good, I was like super good. And then when I was being bad, I was like really bad. The girl with the so girl. It was, so it was a game of two halves. Challenge time. What we're going to do this week is something called paddleboarding. Have you heard of paddleboarding? I know it's a thing. It's well, it's really it's stand up paddleboarding, or SUP is what people are calling it. Sup. Sup. Exactly. Going you for a sup. You stand up on. <laughs> yeah, so you have heard of it before. <laughs> you stand up on a surfboard that I think is a little bit bigger than a surfboard, and you row like you're on a gondola. So balance is paramount. Would you go as far as say tantamount? It's important. Mm. And as we've seen when you did your rollerblading, balance is not something you've got in abundance. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. Are you afraid of water? No, not really. Like, I wouldn't be gone on it. <laughs> Newsflash, Stephen not gone on water. About, but like, diving and things now wouldn't be too... Happy. You're not going to be diving, you're going to be on water no. level. But we, no. we, I don't know how comfortable I'd be though, like if I fell in. Well, you'll have like a life jacket on. Yeah. I did go canoeing, kayaking, kayaking. Kayaking. Once, and I didn't like it. Really? Yeah. Kayaking's a bit boring. I didn't like... The instructor? No, that my legs were stuck inside in the oak and I felt a bit claustrophobic. Yeah? Yeah, I didn't really like that. Well, you're not going to be stuck into anything. You're going to be standing yeah. on top of a surfboard now. Have you ever gone surfing? No. Okay. Have you ever stood on a surfboard? No. Skateboard? I had a skateboard when I was small, but we mostly used it for moving furniture. You know, when you need to move furniture heavy, business when you were young? No, but like if ever you needed something moved, you kind of just stick it on the skateboard and just <laughs> it Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, have you any reservations about this? Don't know. Like, there's a part of me kind of going, you know, I mightn't have had very many reservations about the rest of the things either. Uh, like, going skating and things. I might mind have been so... And then it was kind of like, oh, I just kept falling over. So I was kind of just going, you know, there seems to be a knack to everything. Yeah. And I don't quite have that knack. But things to accept before we go. You're going to knacker your arms because you've got a big oar that you're going to be rowing with. Balancing is going to be hard. You're going to fall. You're going to be in a wetsuit and a... I was very conscious of being in a wetsuit. Yes, chafing. But probably not even occurred to me. Being wet and then standing up on, on a board would be really uncomfortable, I imagine. You wouldn't be wet because you'd be in a wetsuit. A wetsuit, you, you're wet in. It's a dry suit that you don't get wet in. A wetsuit is more about keeping you warm, I think. The, well, the thing that always bothers me is when you need to go for a pee. <laughs> How often do you need to pee that that's going to be a problem? I don't know, because you're hanging around water a lot. So. <laughs> has this ever become an issue before? It was something I wasn't happy about when I went canoeing that time. Okay. Or kayaking. Well, the twist in this is that you've mentioned before your mate, Kev Grant, mm. and how when you were pole dancing, you wish he could have seen you then and if he could do it. Well, I more wanted to see him do it, just because I reckoned he could be very good at it, or he'd be an interesting gauge because he's a most flexible man. And you wanted to see him suffer? Because he's somebody who was already really... Fit, yeah. his balance would be excellent, and he does yoga and things. So you see him, and like, ah, you know, you kind of look at him, and you're kind of going, "What the Jesus do you expect?" Okay, but well, this the instructor this week is going to be Kev Grant. <clears throat> so if he's ever listened to an episode before and he's heard you going, well, if Kev, you know, if Kev Grant can see you do his full dancing, uh, he's gonna he's gonna be tough on you. He might even push you off it, which would be fantastic. I. Yeah, you. I bet you, you'll see now when we go out doing it, where I was coming from with this, because he's very, you know, flexible dude. Really? Yeah, and... and uh, Supple. Feet as well. His feet? His feet, yeah. You'll see, you'll see it. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to go out and meet Kev Grant from Soul Kite, who do paddleboarding, kite surfing, and a whole plethora of other water-based sports. See how you get on.
We're here with Kevin Grant from Soil Kite and Sup in Killaloo and Lahinch. Kevin, how are you doing? How are you doing? Nice to We're not both in Lahinch and Killaloo. We're we're quite firmly here in uh, in Killaloo. Well, that's where they both happen. Thanks for so today we're going to do some paddle boarding can you give us in case nobody's ever heard of paddle boarding before what it is and what it's about so um paddle boarding basically started i think the origins of it was in hawaii it's a variation of surfing and it's where you'd have the board would be much bigger than an ordinary surfboard uh, usually your uh, standard paddle boards are about 10 foot and larger you have a paddle um, and instead of just lying on the board and paddling into surf, you can use your paddle to paddle into it and you can get up on the waves much faster. Uh, as well as that, you can use it on flat water. So we use it here in, Le- in Killaloo for flat water tours in around the canal and all around Loch Derg. It's great for exercise. It's nice and chilled out. It's not as much of your adventure sport as, as mm. would other uh, adrenaline sports. Um, but yeah, it's great for exercise. In terms of that, like what body, what parts of the body would it be a good workout for? Is it even just looking at you just had a bunch of kids doing it, like for them it looked easy, but I'm not imagining when Stephen jumps up in it, then he's going to be panting and sweating. That's harsh. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen will be a pro from the start, I um, <laughs> Just like everything else. I've depends on your definition sure. of pro. <laughs> <laughs> like in terms of what part of the body it works, yeah. it's great because it works the full body. From the start, people that do it for the first time they will usually use just their arms and they'll find that their arms tire quite quickly but if you do it properly you can use your whole body use your core your lats and your lower legs to get paddling through the or power through the paddle there are a lot of races starting to pop up and definitely in the races it's tough work yeah. but even for recreational paddling even what Stephen's going to go out doing now uh, the tour just the usual tour that we have usually takes about between an hour and two hours because it's nice and steady work it's not high intensity your heart rate seldom goes over 140 beats per minute you're usually in around 120 beats a minute and you're doing it for two hours so it'll actually be great for body fat burning body fat is huh. that's where you want to be um you want to be in the working around 120 bpm and just consistent and steady for a long period just because you're doing long days of easy steady work so yeah, it's really good for trying to lose fat, trying to burn fat, and then trying to strengthen lower back, core, and lats. All over. All over. For anyone who mightn't have tried it before, or like Stephen, who would be his first time doing it, is there anything you should be a little bit worried about? Because we went doing roller skating a couple of weeks ago, and his balance <laughs> was completely shot. Would this be a big part of this? <laughs> balance, you have to have a little bit of balance. Might be some good footage at the start when Stephen goes on for the first time. <laughs> uh, might be worth having the cameras rolling at that stage. But other than that, after five minutes, you'll have the confidence up, you'll be relaxed in the board, and it is really easy to get going. After five minutes, like you saw the, you saw the kids, the kids started off, two of them were very nervous to start off with, and within five minutes, once we got them up past the bridge, they're up and standing relaxed, chilled out and having fun. Flying. So it really is easy to do to start off with. How did you get into it yourself, Kev? As Adam said, the business is Soul Kite or Soul Sup. Um, we started out as Soul Kite for kite surfing lessons. Uh, that would have been our main business about four or five years ago. And then we started on the calm days, you can't do kite surfing. So we were looking for something that you can do on calm days and that's why we turned to SUP. I was already doing stand-up paddleboarding for about two years prior to that, and it just seemed the logical thing. You can do it any weather, um, bar high winds, and basically started out just giving a few lessons, um, stand-up paddleboarding, then it just started to get more and more popular. So now our main business is stand-up paddleboarding, um, and we can only get the kite surfing lessons in on windy days. So, okay. Um, but yeah, that's how we got into it. Uh, started off myself, just started in Portugal, got a few lessons and loved the, loved the surf side of it, loved the chilled out paddle side of it. And then when I came home, got my own board, got my own paddle. And then a year, two years later, started the business then. So Great. So, so if there's someone out there who sees Stephen doing this and goes, Jesus, I want, I want to get involved, I want to try this. <laughs> if he's going to be the professional that we think he will, where can people find out about, about Seoul? You can find out about us on our website, www.soulkite.ie. Um, we have a Facebook page, uh, just search on Facebook, Soul Sup, 
Soul, uh, Soul Kev or Soul Kate. Any one of the three. And you uh, run classes regularly? We are, uh, yeah. So um, if we're not at the cabin, uh, the cabin isn't open, it's usually because we're on the water or we're somewhere about. So just give us a call 086 733 7141. Send us a Facebook message or drop us an email. Excellent. And one last question it's, it's almost inevitable he's going to fall, right? <laughs> Just, uh, I'm just for people who will watch the who will be watching the videos. Um, oh, how long well, has the doggy been? Who this beautiful woman? The doggy's been at it as long as I've been at it. The doggy is four years old, and she has been on every stand-up paddleboard lesson that we have run. That's <laughs> incredible. Yeah, when we when we saw you coming down the river, she was just standing on the board, and it was incredible. Yeah, she loves it. Absolutely loves it. Terrified of the water to start off with, but once yeah. we got her on the water, she got on the board straight away. Luna is her name, and she's happy out. No. Stephen, you mightn't be so happy by the time we're finished. There's one challenge that we inv- that involves Luna, and if Adam has the camera rolling for that point, yeah, you're definitely going to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it. So, Mike, Kevin, thank you very much. I hope this is going to be a fantastic <laughs> lesson. Thank you, Kev. Thank you. Thanks, lads. Stand up pedalboarding. Stand up pedalboarding, yeah. How did you find it? I loved it. Did you? Yeah, of all the things that we've done, it's the one I kind of could see myself going, yeah, that's what I... The thing was, it didn't feel like exercise. It felt like being on holidays. Because of the water and the sun and because the... Because the water, it, like, it, everything came together the day that was in. Like, Kev Grant is the most chillaxed person in the world. And yeah. when you're out there meandering through the water in Killaloob, you understand completely why he is. Yeah. You know, you come home from your day work and you're stressed. Nah, Kev, it was like living a day in the life of Kev Grant. You're just, stand, you're just standing on a board in the middle of this beautiful valley and you're just going, ah, it's fantastic. It is, uh, he was, like you said, he's a really relaxed dude, really nice dude. Kev Grant, I couldn't say better about him. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. And like he's doing that all day, every day. So no wonder he's just the most chill man in the world. Was it tough? No, like he had it actually, he had the nail in the head with it. The first five minutes, you're worrying about not falling off and getting yourself. And it's sort of, it's just the nerves more than anything. Uh, the fear of falling off. Yeah. Once you're going, like once we did, like we went down along the, the canal. And that's the canal, I think. Yeah. Uh, and we we did kind of exercise where we all had fallen in. You get got used to falling in, and then on the way out and the, on the when we were ac- on the actual river itself, it was just like hmm, that's. You didn't fall once in the river. No, I don't think anyone did. I think everyone was was just kind of used to it at that point. The start of the day is absolutely Luna the dog. Yeah. She just stands on his board, jumps from board to board like that little challenge they did where he would put Luna on someone else's board and throw the ball for her, and she'd knock everybody off. That was fantastic. It's yeah. unbelievable that the dog is active all day, happy out. Oh, yeah, the dog has a great life just doing this as well. Yeah. It's fantastic. Actually, your man was really impressive. One of the lads, I think everyone there, that was their first time doing it. Do you yeah. remember the fellow doing the headstand? Yeah. And he didn't fall off one of the times Luna leapt. He was a, a trooper on it. Yeah, he, he was, seemed he very was Was there anything sore afterwards? No. Do you feel like you've done a workout? When you're doing it, he showed me different ways of doing it because you can bring it from your sort of your core mm-hmm. or you can bring it from your arms. And when I was kind of going, uh, you know, trying to keep up and all catch up and do it with a bit of speed, I'd kind of probably use the core a bit more. But it, it never exhausted you, but you were consistently you were consistently going. You know, it's, it's a good workout for your arms and stuff as well. Great. So out of ten, ten. Brilliant. Back in the night. If you want to get more information on them, Soul Kite, put it into Google, get them on Facebook. We'll, throughout the week, have the, all of the information up on our own Facebook page so you can hear more about them. You can email them at soulkite1 at gmail.com or for bookings 86 I would definitely recommend it. It's Stephen's favourite thing he's done. Yeah, it was class. Last week I gave you the mission to go out and do what I told you was called cycling karaoke. Yeah. This is basically if you weren't listening to the last episode cycling karaoke is a cardio exercise melded in with a breathing regulation exercise so you have to sing while you're cycling so that way you regulate your breathing and you do your cardio workout and it comes out as a much more balanced workout we gave you the mission to do that to sing in bohemian rhapsody we've got the video here in front of us we're going to put it on facebook and let people see for themselves how you got on 
but I haven't seen this yet. You've just come with yeah, this recording. Yeah, I didn't see it either. So we're going to play it here and talk about it as it goes along. Is there anything you think might be a bit embarrassing before we even start? Well, one thing is that I kind of couldn't really remember the words hugely. So what I had to do was I had to get my phone up in front of me with the words. Oh yeah, I figure you do that anyway, because otherwise you won't be able to sing the song properly. Yeah, yeah. but the, the annoying thing was, in, in the lyrics, then you... Like, some of the lyrics were a bit out, I think. On the song? Yeah. How? No. And they also, like, started explaining at one point where the lyrics pop up about the solo and things. And I was kind of like, what? Trying to make sense of it. What sort of video file did you have? What sort of file did you have? I just went to YouTube and looked up. Fair enough. I'm going to hit the play button now and we'll give a bit of a, a commentary. So this is starting. Where did you do this? I'd start, I cycled around the house since I was trying to read the lyrics. I didn't want to get mowed down by it. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's Stephen, the camera on his face. It's, it's, it's kind to the side of my face. I sellotape the camera. I don't have one of them kind of, what you call them, GoPros. So I just sellotape the camera to the bicycle. It's very good quality. You can see the, your beard growing. You haven't started cycling yet. Were your parents at home when this was happening? Yeah. Were they looking at you going, what the shit is he doing? Probably. It didn't take the time to... You didn't explain to them before you did it? No, I just went off. You can hear the dogs in the background following the car. Or the bike. They were running around after you? Two of them, yeah. Oh my god. And the thing is, the horse would run in under the thing if you aren't being careful. Were they were they nipping at you? No, they're just following. So was this really hard? Because you're not a dude that's fantastic at multitasking. Was it hard to sing and, and cycle at the same it time? It was, yeah. Um, also, it's kind of hard, weird to try get the breathing right. Because breathing while while exercising it is extremely important. And um, when you really have to pay attention to it in this kind of way. Was there any specific parts that were very tough? You know, there's a nice boob shot. Oh, there was one point where the thing stopped loading. That's why I probably I was stopped there. Oh, okay. Did you watch it on YouTube or Spotify or? Uh, YouTube. Now I've gone and it Jeez, there's a lot of wind coming in there. It's a lovely day up, it looks good. Yeah, cracking. me looking at the dogs. You're coming up to this bit now that you've definitely seen Wayne's World. Yeah. Were you, were you tempted? Too late. My time has come. Jesus, we should get you up on a stage doing a, a Sinatra at night with Stephen. Mm, yeah, I don't think anyone would want to pay to see that. You never know, this could be the start of your singing career. This is the clip that I imagine in 20 years you're going to be interviewed by like Brendan Courtney or Ray Darcy or some cleft out presenter like that and they're going to pull out this clip and be like this was, this was you in, in days gone by. Who <laughs> were you nodding at there? I don't know, maybe the brother or something. <laughs> That was a very, I'm driving a combine harvester head nod. Have a grand collection of chins. <laughs> <laughs> were you dizzy after this? Because you were just going around your house. Uh, the house is kind of long. How do you feel watching it? I'm kind of going, I 
I'd stopped looking for the lyrics, I probably would have been able to get more of a rhythm going. But I was trying to read cycle and sing at the same time and film myself. Where is your phone? In my hand like that. Oh wow. And you're just constantly going in circles? Big circles, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's the head popping. It's that <laughs> Wayne's World moment. The money uh, shot. Yeah, you couldn't do it without it. Oh, you couldn't. So here they were going. Which? So I decided to pick it off then at one point. The dogs? Yeah. Oh, that must have been very distracting with them chasing you around. Yeah, yeah, if you go cycling, they love chasing it. They were probably also just wondering what the fuck is Stephen doing? Going around singing Freddie Mercury, circling and cycling. Uh, no, they were just delighted. It's they, like being involved. They were happy out, like, yeah. Oh, that's cool. You should take them on your runs and your walks and stuff. The big dog wouldn't like it, the small dog would probably like it, I probably should. Is he lazy, the big one? Probably. Uh, it's just a creature of habit. Do you, do you walk him at all or do you run around in fields of his own? Uh, there's a bit of building going on out in the backfield and they like to go in and supervise. Fair enough. Jeez, your hair is holding up well, it's, it's not ruffled by the wind at all. Look at your hair like something out of Miami Vice. I'm expecting you just to put on a pair of aviators now. So is it something you do again, just as an offbeat exercise? Um, that's me done. Looking down, your eyes penetrating the camera. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, well, I, I probably would sing at the drop of a hat, so I probably could find myself doing it anyway, singing the way to myself. And did you find any benefit of it? It was surprisingly not straightforward getting your breath and it was hard you know it was a distraction like there's lots of, that's a song I would know reasonably well mm. and like there's lots of things I missed just because I was doing so much at once as well as the breathing thing you know yeah okay well that's like a karaoke something I've been wanting you to try for a while a lot of fun kind of a, a, an alternative craze in some places and I, I definitely recommend it to anyone because it looks like great crack at least and I enjoy just going cycling hey Time for the weigh-in now, considering your week has been a little bit all over the place. Are you uh, worried about this? Yes and no. Oh, yeah, uh, like, I don't know. It, it's hard to tell because my eating has been crap, but my exercise has been huge. But only for the first couple of days. The rest you've been like... Oh, well, oh, well, no, even, even when I was in Dublin, I would have done a lot of walking. To the bar and to the shiver. <laughs> Pretty much, but, uh, you know, around Dublin, I'd have done a lot of walking now because I was... I couldn't obviously get the walk as far as Marley Park, which is way out, but... Not with that attitude, you couldn't. Yeah, I've no idea how far it is, and I've no idea really how to get there, so it would have been... Okay, well, we'll find out now. Jump up on the... The scales there, and... Second last weigh-in. Second Pressure. last weigh-in. Pressure's on now. If you mess it up, it's all... What was that last week? No, I think I was 16.9 or 16.11. I'm not sure. Okay, we'll jump on now and see what you are now. 16.5. Hey! So that puts me at two and a half stone exact. Excellent. You look at that face. Face only a mother could love. Only a woman. Were you 69 last week? Is, is it that much of a, of a drop you've made? It's definitely four pounds, if not six. Excellent. Yeah. Two well, and a half stone. If you can get down stone. that half stone now for next week, that'll be three stone last in three months. It'll be a nice round figure. That'll be like five. Like like <laughs> yeah. That'll be a great goal. Yeah. Okay, that's the way in. Well done. Back in the net. Well, that's the end of another episode. The penultimate. The one episode. before the ultimate. The one before the ultimate one. Be sad to see it go. If no one um, here giving out to you about your eating. Yes and no. No, I kind of feel that we've got what we can get out of it. The rest of it is just hard work to push us. It has been good because it's consistently kept me on the straight and narrow. When I was so... You would have just gone stir-crazy I was so eager to uh, veer away. Okay. Before we get into all that savvy stuff, I'm sure we're going to get to that next week. Your final checklist. We've talked about a couple of things going in. What's your first one? 
my first one is I'm going to try keep this 20 kilometers a day that I was doing earlier last week. It's a very snappy title. 20k a day. And I'm going to try to do that every day. That's Which really tough. will have me in absolute bits by the time. You're going to do it every day? Because so I could, you know, like I was doing it in the knowledge that I was getting my break. Yeah. But you're, you're going to have a, a lifelong break after next week. Yeah, I'll never have to eat healthy again. <laughs> the, the stipulation I want to put into it is that every day you do it just gets slightly quicker. Yeah. It doesn't mean break any... So what you're saying is to do it really slowly first. Well, you could do that. I mean, 20k, Stephen, three months ago, 5k would have been really tough. No, 20k is good. God, my legs were a bit... I can imagine. Look, there's no way I'd be... Yeah, I'm going to try to keep this 20k. The hardest part will be when I'm in Galway, but uh, so be it. 20k a day, quicker every day. I think that's a great challenge. Because also, it, just for the hay of it, um, if uh, anyone has a recommendation for an album that I should listen to while out running, I might post it on the page. Good running music. That's actually a good question. Do get us in your running playlists and stuff. Send them on to uh, the, the Help Mint page or, or Twitter or something. The second one you were saying that it would be a good idea and I totally agree is to do a weigh-in countdown yeah while we've been doing the weigh-in every week and you can you've been following my progress because day to day you could be up or you could be a bit dehydrated you could be down a lot and then back up again uh, because you have some salty and you really see the fluctuations in from day to day yeah. uh and I, I, I thought it would start to gear it up a little. Yeah, that's a great idea. People can follow your last week of weigh-ins. And the third one then, we were going to have a competition for. Yes, this relates directly into the second part of your checklist. We talked a couple of weeks ago about you making yourself a little recipe book. Mm. Because in the pantheon of people who have written recipe books, wouldn't it be fantastic to go Jamie Oliver, Dealing Smith, <laughs> Stephen Ryan... We want all our listeners to get involved with this. We're going to throw a post up on Facebook and we want you to comment, like and share. The comment we want you to leave is to guess Stephen's finishing weight. Yeah, we have to put it, you have to put a proper deadline on that, but we'll stick the details up on the page. Yeah, you can get it all on, on the Facebook page. Somebody could be looking at my daily weight and... Well, uh, you, now you've just given them that idea. I'm, I'm sure I have more. Uh, I just think people are way I more, have more faith in my uh, in our listeners than you do. So yeah, we'll put all the details of that competition up on Facebook when we've ironed it out a little bit more. Yeah. But essentially, you just got to guess Stephen's weight, and your prize will be a handmade cookbook by Stephen. He might even sign it. Yeah, there will be at least ten recipes in this cookbook. Ten whole recipes. That's that's. And I've got a desperate Dan notebook, and I'm going to put them into that. That sounds fantastic. That's a, a fun prize. I would want that. Yeah. And because there'll be lots of other pages, since I, I don't know that many recipes, you can also use the rest of the notebook. <laughs> There's someone listening now going, oh, a free notebook. That's excellent. Yeah. With <laughs> yeah. 10 recipes. Okay. So that's, we'll get all the details of that competition over on our Facebook page. Just type in Health Page into Facebook or into Google. You can also get us on Instagram as Health Finch Podcast, on Twitter as The Filibusters, and if you want to get in contact with either of us, write an email to thefilibusterscomedy at gmail.com. One week left to go. Dot com. Thanks very much for listening. I've been Adam Lahey, and beside me is... Good afternoon.